Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. JLD here, and welcome to episode 1878 of EO Fire, where I chat with entrepreneurs on fire seven days a week. Productivity, discipline, focus, those are my three greatest strengths, and they can be yours too, Fire Nation. Visit themasteryjournal.com and master all three skills in 100 days. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Rocky Romanella. Rocky, are you prepared to ignite? Oh, I'm ready to go. Yes. Rocky is a graduate of St. John's University, quote unquote, Big East, baby, class of 1980. He likes to talk about the fact that hard work and enthusiasm are still critical components of success, whether in a big company or as an entrepreneur or in life in general. Rocky, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life. Well, thanks a lot, John. It's a pleasure to be on and a pleasure to speak with your audience. And so a little bit about uh, Rocky Romanella, as you said, uh, graduate of St. John's University. I actually worked my way through St. John's University. Uh, St. John's is a predominantly commuter college in those days, absolutely. And I went to the Staten Island campus and worked my way through college working at UPS as a part-time loader-unloader. So we had a promotion from within policy and I actually went to college to be a high school history teacher and a baseball coach. Mm. It was simple. I, I love teaching. I think teaching, you know, is leadership and, and mentors and the ability to touch people, teachers. No one does it better. And I always tell people all the time, if I asked you who your congressman or who your senator was, you may stumble. But if I said to you, who is that teacher yeah. that impacted you, who made a difference in your life? Everybody stops, tilts their head and says, oh, fifth grade, Mr. So-and-so <laughs> or Mr. So-and-so, right? So what's, who, who has better impact than that? Who better mentors than that? Who sets a legacy better than teachers? So I, you know, the desire was to be a teacher. And as I became a part-time supervisor, I thought, well, Leadership's about teaching, about getting your people to connect dots, to see the vision and strategy. And so I felt like I wasn't abandoning my teaching profession or my teaching passion. I was just going to do it on the management side. And so I changed my major to uh, management and I graduated St. John's and then got the opportunity to become a delivery driver at UPS. In those days, you had to drive before you got promoted to full-time supervision, drove in Plainfield, New Jersey, and then uh, started that process of promotion from within with, within UPS. You know, I like that stipulation because now you know as a manager what you know happens uh, when people are on the road and you actually know what it's like to be a driver. So I kind of like that promoting from within, making you do what you need to do along that path. That is so important every step of the way, Fire Nation. I think the other thing is it also taught me a lesson that I used throughout my UPS career. Later on, when I retired from UPS, I became a CEO and board member of a, a telecom company and then now an entrepreneur with my own business. But the one thing I learned from that was was taking the time to learn the jobs. And so yeah. in every opportunity, so for example, when we purchased mailboxes, et cetera, at UPS and rebranded to the UPS store, one of the first things I did was go out and work a day in the store. You know, when, on the telecom side, we were building cell towers, upgrading cell towers, installing direct TV cable. Well, the first thing I did was, hey, I want to get out there and see what our technicians do, learn the job. You know, I'm probably, you know, I'm not qualified to climb a tower, but let me go to a site. Let me talk to them, see what they do. And so I think that serves you well from two perspectives. One, from an accountability point of view, you can ask the right questions. But two is it's a sign of respect that I respect what you do enough that I'm going to get out and try to understand what you do and see what you do. 
And, and, and you know, I, I think that's a sign of respect. And it says, hey, I care about what you do and I'm concerned about what you do. And so let me go out and take a look at what you do. You know, the Army has always got that as well. I graduated Providence College on an Army ROTC scholarship. So I became a lieutenant right away. But it's not like you just come in and you're just immediately an officer. I mean, you are technically, but you got to get in the trenches. Like you're doing PT with your so- shoulder, uh, soldiers. You're getting your hands dirty, cleaning those tanks because I was a tanker. I mean, you're doing all the things in the field to gain the respect of your soldiers. You're driving you're loading, you're the gunner, and then you're the tank commander. Like You move your way through. So as the tank commander, as the officer, you know all of those positions. So think about that, Fire Nation. As you're building your team out, do you know all those roles and positions? Think about that when you're growing the right team. And with all that said, Rocky, what would you say right now today is your area of expertise? One thing. I think it's motivation. It's getting people to see the vision. It's getting people fired up about the things they do and the roles they play inside an organization, whether it's one or two people or 70,000 people in, in my, some of our responsibilities inside of UPS. It's, it's that ability to get clarity, to get people to see the vision and to get excited about what role they play in that vision. I would say that's probably you know, my greatest strength. And what's something that we as entrepreneurs, that most entrepreneurs don't know about your area of expertise that we should? Break it down into just one or two sentences. You know, what role you're going to play and how do you carry the brand forward in the way you, the way you execute the job on behalf of our organization? So I would say that's probably the thing that I help companies the most with. Rocky, you graduated from St. John's. You're still a Big East fan. We were talking about the Providence College Hockey National Championship in our pre-interview chat. I mean, you you really have done a lot of things in, in your life, and you've had the ups, you've had the downs, but I want to talk right now, not just about the downs, but about the lowest of the low. Take us, Fire Nation, to your worst entrepreneurial moment to date. Tell us that story. You know, I get the job uh, as the CEO of a of a company, and you know, retired from UPS. Always wanted to be, you know, that role, right? You know, wanted to get a chance to run a company and set a strategy and build a culture. And so I come on board, and within six months, we have an unfortunate situation, you know, a, a fraud situation. So now we're a publicly traded company. We've got to disclose, and now we have to hold that company together. And and to me, the, the, the lowest, the difficulty was you had this job you wanted so badly. Like I want, you, know, you wanted to be the starting quarterback. You wanted to be the CEO. You wanted the chance to run something. And because throughout your career, you think about, well, if I ever get that shot, I would do this. And so you kind of start that inventory of all the things you would do if you get that shot. And it's not so much a criticism of the, the current leadership. It's what, you know, What's the fingerprint you're going to put on someday if you get that chance? And so now I've got to make that decision. This All of this situation happened prior to me coming on board. Well, do I stay or do I go? Mm-hmm. And so and, and, and it certainly wasn't the, the job that I thought I was getting into. Or, or And so I came home and sat with Deb and said, look, you know, here's the situation. And so I decided to stay. And the reason why I decided to stay was that there was 3,000 people in the company and they did nothing wrong. They did not, they had no participation in this. And my thought was, look, if I leave, there's a chance this company might not make it. And so at that point, I decided to stay and shepherd the company. And we ultimately ended up writing the company, f- fixing the issues, and then uh, selling it to private equity. And the company's doing well today. It's a private company, not public anymore. And so I ended up moving on. But for me, that was the most difficult because, you know, all your life you talk about integrity, but you have to set the tone from the top. So as the entrepreneur in a small business, you set the tone from the top. People see everything you do. And so every day, 
as I walked the floor or talked to our people and tried to hold things together and refinance the company, it was all about putting yourself aside and saying, what are we going to do to get to the, you know, what are we going to get, do to get this company in the right location? And, and I will say some of the most difficult days were you're working as hard as you can, you're trying to do the right things. Some of the people that were in the company before I got there are looking at me like almost like, well, you know, I can't believe he did this to our company. You're thinking, did what? I mean, mm. all this happened before I got here. It almost like you were wondering, did you think I wasn't going to disclose this? Did you think I was going to compromise my integrity or our integrity? And so people talk about integrity. People talk about the tone from the top. People talk about, oh, you're going to do the right thing. But boy, when it comes down to making that decision to do the right thing, and sometimes the right thing hurts, but you have to do the right thing, right? Because once you set that path of not following all the rules or, you know, kind of rounding up on everything instead of rounding the right way, you lose your credibility and it's hard for you. You start to lose who you are, what you stand for, and what are the things you won't compromise. And so for me, you know, the difficulty wasn't making the right decision. The difficulty sometimes was, boy, you really, you really are an island, right? I mean, you, you think everyone's going to surround you with, oh, you made the right decision and we're right here with you. And it doesn't always go that way. So that to me was sort of the lowest point only because it wasn't my expert. Now, if I had gone in on a restructuring or I had gone in on uh, you know something similar to that, well, then you go in with that clear expectation. I went in thinking I was a growth company. I was going to build the build a sales team where we're going to build a culture where we're going to integrate some integration. So that I would say was probably one of the lowest moments. Uh, I think from a pure, uh, in the, it's been about two and a half years now since we started 360 Management Services. I think, you know, it, it's like anything else. On those difficult days, you know, you, you know, you have to make sure that your highs aren't too highs and your lows aren't too lows. And, uh, you know, as entrepreneurs will tell you, there's days that everything you touch turns to gold. Then there's days that it just goes well. But you're going to have those days where nothing seems to click, right? <laughs> Every customer you go to visit just isn't in a buying mood or isn't ready to shake your hand or, you know, customers, you know, for us, it's consulting, leadership training and uh, public speaking and for 360 management services. And you're out there and you're doing all the, you have these, you know, I always tell people, people say, how was the meeting? Well, I'll tell you how, meeting, how good the meeting was if somebody signs up or six months from now for doing some work. Otherwise it was a great, it was a great time. We had a great conversation, but it didn't translate into revenue. And so I think that that's the difficulty for, on the entrepreneurial side that you have to stay the course. You have to be that kind of like, you know, port in a storm for your people because people look at you like, well, I don't know if we're going to make it. Well, we're going to make it, you know, come on, let's go. We're going to make it. You know, we've got a vision, we've got a strategy, we've got to get through the difficult times. And once you get through the difficulty, then all of a sudden, then, then the opposite happens, right? It's like, oh, now we got too much revenue, right? One thing, Rocco, that I really love about so much is that you really focus on doing the right thing. And if there's one thing, Fire Nation, that you can focus on, it's doing the right thing. That's the one mantra you should live by in life because guess what? Even if you do wrong, even if you make a mistake, if in your heart of hearts and your gut and your soul and your intuition that you think and you know that you did the right thing according to what you had at that time for information, according to how you feel and think, then you are going to win, period, because you're going to be sticking by your guns. You are going to be doing the right thing. When you look back, there's no regrets. Just always do that right thing. And for you, Rocco, one thing that I would love to know, would love to ask you is, You've had a lot of great ideas. What's the greatest aha moment you've had to date? What's that idea that you've been able to take and turn into success? Tell us that story. So growing up as a kid in Jersey, our, you know, our vacation 
wasn't the elaborate ones and those kinds of things. Our, our vacation was the uh, trip to Hershey, Pennsylvania. So in those days, when you visited the Hershey factory, you actually saw them making the Hershey chocolate. It was actually, you would think about it this way, it was it was Hershey under glass. Oh. And so as a, as a kid, John, that was like great. Oh my God, it was so, you smell the chocolate, you saw the people making the, the, Hershey, uh, the Hershey chocolate and it was just fantastic, Hershey kisses everywhere. Later on though, as I was walking one of my facilities, I stopped. And I thought to myself, the aha moment was, wow, think of how much you know, confidence that Hershey had to have in their people, that at any moment, people were walking through that facility and seeing how the chocolate was made. And I thought to myself, if my customers walk, walk through my facility at any time unannounced, would they ever ship a package again? Would they give me their products and services? And so for me, the aha moment was always to ha run a Hershey factory, that my operation was always going to be under glass, that everything we did was kind of transparent, our pe you know, and that you would come to, you would do business with me again based on that. And if my, and if our people who executed on behalf of our organization or, or in our company could have that same vision, then, you know, then they would always have that kind of operation that, that people can come in at any time and watch their operation. And so they would carry our brand forward. So I would challenge my people to, to run their Hershey factory and I'd give them a Hershey bar, you know, and say, hey, look, you know, give them the Hershey story and say, look, you, you've got to run a Hershey factory. People got to come in here and they got to want to use our product and services to do business with us every day, 24-7, without it being, hey, we got a customer coming in. Let's, let's go paint up the place. Let's go sweep the floor. No, this is how we run our business every day, the way Hershey ran their business every day. So that was my aha moment. And in all the operations, no matter how large or small, the view was always to run a Hershey factory so that your customers at any time could come in unannounced and would do business with you again based on the way you do business. I remember my grandmother actually went to that factory and she brought me back a shirt and I wore that shirt to a basketball camp in Maine in 1988. And the first day I wore it, I was nicknamed Hershey for the rest of that week. <laughs> but the there real funny part is that I went to that camp five years in a row and every single year I never, I threw the shirt away as soon as I got home because I was like devastated by it. But every single year it didn't matter. You know, the same kids go back to the, to the camp. I was always called Hershey for that entire stint, that five year stint at hoop camp back in Maine. I haven't thought about that for years, but that's funny. And I just want you to make sure Fire Nation, you're listening to what Rocky's saying. Like how can you implement one of those ideas into your life? And if you think Rocky's been dropping value bombs. He has. But guess what? More coming up in the lightning round when we get back from thanking our sponsors. If you're not much of a designer but are looking for ideas for your next logo, website design, or even your new business cards, then Design Crowd can help. Design Crowd gives you access to over 550,000 creative minds from around the world who will help you come up with your next design. Plus, Design Crowd makes it super simple. All you have to do is submit your brief, and then designers will begin submitting quality designs for you to review, provide some constructive feedback, and you can quickly generate multiple designs you love that fit your needs. Why pay expensive fees and wait weeks for an agency to pitch an idea when you can have exactly what you need within just three days? Design Crowd is so confident that if you don't like any of the submitted designs, they'll give you your money back. Visit designcrowd.com slash fire for a $100 VIP offer for Fire Nation. That's D-E-S-I-G-N-C-R-O-W-D dot com slash fire. Designcrowd.com slash fire. 
I get a lot of questions about my daily habits, specifically around my morning routine. Something I've always loved about my mornings, my coffee. But I kept finding that with coffee, I'd get a great rush of energy followed by a quick crash. And that more often than not, I get this acidic burn in my stomach. Thankfully, not too long ago, I heard about another type of coffee on Ben Greenfield's podcast that could help me with all of this. Mushroom coffee from Four Sigmatic. Mushroom coffee? Yes, but it doesn't actually taste like mushrooms. It tastes just like regular coffee. And I love that it gives me a strong and steady energy force that lasts the entire day thanks to the active ingredients, lion's mane mushroom. See for yourself. Visit foursigmatic.com slash fire and enter promo code fire for 15% off your order today. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash fire promo code fire. Rocky, are you ready to rock the lightning rounds? Absolutely. Let's go. Yes. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You know, I think it was the fact that I grew up in such a large organization that I felt comfortable with. It never challenged me from an integrity or violating a policy. So I felt comfortable there in my core values. And so for me, it was that comfort zone. So I had to kind of push myself out of that comfort zone a little bit and and say, well, you know what, it's time for me to uh, to get out there and do some things on my own. And, and so that's what really kind of pushed me out a little bit. And one last thing would push me out, my wife. <laughs> because I retired from UPS and retired from the CEO role, and then I was following her around ShopRite. One day she goes, you need to do something here. <laughs> what is the best advice you've ever received besides that from your wife? <laughs> you know what? Learn your job and then learn some more. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? You have to have hard work, but you need enthusiasm. Because hard work without enthusiasm is just that. Hard work gets old. Recommend one internet resource. I actually, you know, don't use the internet that much, but I will say I do find LinkedIn to be, you know, a good resource to see how people are doing and to get some ideas and some thoughts from there. But for, as a general rule, I, I'm, I may still be the Encyclopedia Britannica guy. <laughs> recommend one book and share why. Oh, a great book uh, is Lessons from the Mouse by Dennis Snow. Great book. He talks a lot about the Disney way, but more importantly, he talks about this concept of everything speaks. And I think that, you know, as a small business owner, think about that. Everything you do speaks yeah. from the way you position things on the shelf, the way you interact with your customers, the way the is the floor clean, is there anything on papers, those kinds of things. So everything speaks is uh, is the phrase from the book, Lessons from the Mouse. Rocky, let's end today on fire with you giving us a parting piece of guidance. The best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Best way to connect with Rocky Romanella is uh, www.the3word60, S-I-X-T-Y, managementservices.com. You can interact with me there. Certainly, RockyRomanella at gmail.com if you want to send me an email and ask some questions or ask any guidance. I'm always open to that. And the book is Tighten the Lug Nuts. Uh, on Amazon. I uh, hope you enjoy some great stories in there. And I think it, uh, it's an opportunity to maybe have some aha moments for yourself. I hope if, that, if we can do that, that would be a great, great, uh, great feeling for me as well. And give us one quick piece of parting guidance. It's not about you. 
It's about your people. It's about the, the opportunity to create a vision that they can see and become part of it. Don't make it internally focused. Don't walk around as the owner, b- b- entrepreneur, leader saying, oh, you don't understand how much pressure I'm under. You don't know what it's like to be the guy in charge. Hey, you know what? You accepted that role. It's about your people. Make sure that they see the vision. Make sure they understand their role and responsibility and make them feel good about being on your team. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with, and you've been hanging out with RR and JLD today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Rocky or Rocco, that's R-O-C-C-O, in the search bar, and his show notes page will pop right up. These are the best show notes in the biz. We have timestamps. We have links to everything we've been talking about galore. And of course, visit 360managementservices.com or just shoot Rocky an email. He gave you his email address which of course we'll have linked up in the show notes. And don't forget his book, Tighten the Lug Nuts. If you think Rocky's been dropping value bombs here, he has, and he has more value bombs in his book, Tighten the Lug Nuts. Rocky, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Hey, John, be safe and uh, go uh, Friars. Go Friars! Hey, Fire Nation, hope you enjoyed our chat with Rocky today, and we've created four incredible courses so that you can master productivity, accomplish your goals, and create funnels and webinars that actually convert. These courses are free, Fire Nation, and they're waiting for you at eofire.com. I'll catch you there, or I'll catch you on the flip side.